If you're in the market for a new home, you might think that real estate agents are just for the seller. But buyers with real estate agents are smart shoppers, and the seller pays the commission. But buyers beware. Before you choose an agent, read our story. Choose agent carefully before buying a house when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Boards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. The number is 1 888 Money Pit 888 666 3974. We are here to dish out the do it yourself advice and help you get all of those jobs done. It's simple, it's fun, it's as easy as prime, then paint. <laughs> So call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. Hey, do you live in one of the top 10 states at risk for mold? You might be surprised. The list does not include just the rainy places. This hour, we're going to tell you about that and give you some tips to keep mold free in your home. And when you're in your kitchen, do you seem to be doing a lot of heavy lifting? Well, if you are, you're doing something wrong. We're going to tell you what not to do to save your back, so stick around with us. And you're used to seeing concrete just on driveways, sidewalks, and patios, and garage floors, but... It is a very versatile material that is not just for basements and foundations anymore. We're going to tell you how concrete's moved to the inside might be just the answer to your design dilemmas. Yeah, and it's a beautiful application when you bring concrete indoors. And this hour, we're going to be giving away a prize pack of locks from Master Lock. It's worth $115. So we've got a great prize for you. Make sure you call in right now at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Leslie, let's get right to the phones. Who's first? Paul in Connecticut's got some issues with the brick on his home. What can we do for you? I guess I, I three guys were supposed to come out, and only one actually came out. <laughs> okay. And he gave me an estimate like thirty to forty thousand. He said, "What it is? They use Chicago bricks." Well, what's wrong with your house? They're, the bricks on the outside are crumbling, not uh, cut pointing. The actual okay, the bricks. actual brick is falling. It's, it's it's deteriorating. Okay. And I was just wondering if. There's anything to do besides replacing the brick? Is there like a spray or? Yes, uh, Paul. There is a process that will do that. It's a product called Recoat, and it's made by Boral. B O R A L. They are a brick manufacturer. Their website is boralbricks.com. B O R A L B R I C K S. And the product you're looking for is called Boral Recoat. And basically, what it is. It's R-E-C-O-T-E. They spell it kind of weird. And basically, it's a product that's mixed on site. And it uses a hopper gun and an air compressor, and it's professionally sprayed on to the brick surface. And you can actually add uh, a texture to this as well, and it will seal in and recoat the other the old bricks. And it's a very permanent finish. And there's a lot of good before and after photos on that website. And I think that could be the answer to your problem here, because short of that, this is a major job because you do have to take out the old bricks. Yeah, they estimated me thirty to forty thousand. Yeah, I think this is going to be just a little bit less than that, and that might solve your problems. Called boral recoat, and it's a totally new yeah, look exactly. for the home, which is refreshing and nice. That's great, Paul. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. 
All right, my notes on this next call just says faucet issues. Adrian I'm in sure Florida. therapy can help. <laughs> Adrian in Florida, what can we do for you? When I turn on my faucet in the kitchen, it just like water just spurts out, you know, like there's a big back pressure. And I've had the water company out, and they said, oh, there's no leak or nothing. But it, it only happens in the kitchen. And when I just, like I said, when I turn the water on, it spurts out. I mean, like now, Adrian, does it come out of the uh, out of the uh, the joint between the faucet and the the sink? No, sir. It just comes out of the uh, faucet head. The aerator itself. Okay, I think Adrian that um, that aerator may have been disturbed because sometimes if you take the aerator apart and don't put it back together in the same way, you will cause a water gun effect. Here's what I want you to try to do. I want you to disassemble the aerator, take it out all, all the way, all completely out, then turn the water on and see if it's still spraying all over the place. If it's not, then you got your problem. You just got to get the aerator back in the right order so it doesn't spread out. Okay, because I, I, I didn't take it apart, you know. Well, maybe somebody did it on you and they didn't, and you didn't realize it, or maybe something got stuck behind the aerator that's causing it to, to spurt. But take the aerator off, take the screens apart, clean them out, you know, run it without the aerator and see if it's still squirting. I doubt it's gonna. I doubt it will squirt. And I think if you get it back and get it cleaned out, it'll be just fine. Okay, I sure appreciate it. All right, Adrian. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. That wasn't such a terrible issue. That was not such a terrible issue. It didn't require therapy whatsoever. <laughs> you just know, there could be just like a giant rock or some sort of <laughs> mineral stuck back there. I'm sure it is. Well, you know, because those uh, faucet tips, uh, it's amazing what gets stuck inside your pipes. You think water is so pure and so clean, but it does get minerals in it. It does get little pieces of solder that float down. It can get stuck and do odd things like cause water to shoot out all over the place. Yeah, but, at least uh, you're not drinking it. Hopefully we've, uh, we've saved Adrian from uh, some very expensive plumbing therapy. Chris in Wisconsin, welcome to the Money Pit. Yeah, hi, this is Chris. I uh, had some questions on modular homes for you. Well, I was wondering, uh, me and my wife were looking into buying one, and we're just wondering if their insulation factor is up to snuff, their durability, and how do you put a full basement underneath one? Not a manufactured home, a modular. Well, a modular home are, is essentially arriving to your house in pieces that are ready to go to be put together. That's generally what they are. And the benefit of having the modular home is that these pieces are manufactured within an enclosed environment. And then when they arrive, according to your specifications, it's put together on site. Now, the basement issue... You can absolutely have these put on top of a basement or a crawl space. Uh, because you basically have to have that constructed before they arrive, and then they drop them on top of that. On top of the basement foundation. On top of the basement, yeah. I mean, it's basically designed that way. Uh, you know, it, it can be for basements, it can be for crawl spaces, or it can even be for slabs. And in that case, it would be not so much a modular home, but a panelized home, which is sort of a, a variation of modular. But instead of having the house built in sections, it's essentially each wall section is, is, is complete, and then it's dropped in place like a puzzle one at a time. Okay, excellent. Uh, also, as far as resale value goes, are they holding out on that? Pretty absolutely. Well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no difference between. I, I got to tell you, when these homes are constructed, you you actually can't tell the difference. I mean, I could probably tell the difference because you know I'm used to looking for. There's certain little things that will give you a, a clue. Like for example, 
the interior wall that separates the front half and the back half of the house, you'll notice that the wall is about twice as wide as a normal wall. This is where major sections join together. I could pick up a little bit of detail like that walking through the house with a trained eye, but the average person would have no idea. And even if they did, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a modular home that would impact its resale. It'll be the same as a stick-built house. And I think the benefits of modular homes are you're finding so many more environmentally conscious companies participating in this modular home building business. And you're seeing houses that feature a lot of environmentally friendly decisions, um, energy sources that are more smartly built that will help you conserve and use energy more efficiently. There's a lot of good choices out there. So you can make a conscious decision about the earth when keeping that in mind when looking at modular homes as well. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Jim in Chicago is dealing with a roof leak. Tell us what's going on. I got a roof leak that kind of comes and and goes. I'm not sure exactly how it, it, you know, it seems the way the wind blows or something. It's right where they have, you know, two different roof lines, and then they also have a uh, chimney in that kind of area. Now, have you actually been on the roof looking at it, Jim? Yeah. One of the things that you can do with a partner is have somebody inside the attic with a, with a flashlight and perhaps a walkie-talkie and then you on the roof with a hose. And if you work sort of in five-foot increments, start low with a hose, and then sort of start down on the roof and bring the hose up very slowly. Let it saturate the area where you think it's leaking up to and including the intersection of the two roofs and the area where the chimney is. You may get a better idea of exactly where the water is coming in. It's tricky when you just see it on on the ceiling because very often that water will leak in. It'll catch the edge of a rafter. It'll run down you know, two feet, three feet, even 10, 20 feet, and then drip off into the ceiling. So if you're only checking under the ceiling or right above the ceiling, that may not be the area where it's leaking. But I have to caution you, this is obviously dangerous because you're standing on top of a roof. So if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it. But you're identifying the areas where it is most common to find a leak, and that is where roofs intersects, and especially where the chimney is. How, how old is your house? Uh, four years old four years old. So the flashing is probably fairly new and it may not have been done correctly because I find over the last decade or so that many times there have been a lot of shortcuts made in the uh, flashing, especially around chimneys. Is this a brick chimney? Uh, Stucco. Stucco. All right. It's very possible that the issue is around is around the the chimney area. So again, use the water test to try to locate it, and then once you know where it's leaking, we can better talk about how to fix it. But if it's the flashing, the best thing to do, even though it's a lot of work, is to strip the roof off around that area and reflash it. Jim, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, Money Pit listeners, are you having a hard time kicking off your DIY resolutions? Well, you know where to find some help. You can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always here for you at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. If we're not in the studio when that call comes in, we will call you back the next time we are. Well, you know, a wet climate doesn't have to mean mold in your house. But if you live in a dry place, guess what? You are not necessarily in the clear. Up next, the top states at risk for mold and how to prevent mold in your house. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer. Thermatru doors. Thermatru pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatru doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatru's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatru's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatru entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. 
visit thermatrue.com. Mold is in your house. Chances are it's breeding behind your walls. In fact, it's been estimated that 70% of all homes could have mold in their wall cavities, particularly when moisture is present. Fortunately, there's an ingenious new way to fight the problem. You see, until now, drywall had paper on both sides, and mold eats paper, which is why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you are building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universal home. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Well, Leslie, there was a recent study by the Green Guard Environmental Institute that ranked each state for the risk of mold in homes and businesses. My guess is Oregon, Washington State. No, according to the study, but those Texas, get so much rain. Texas is the number one state, followed by Florida. Oklahoma, who would have guessed that? South Carolina, Nevada, and Arizona. That's right. But those are desert. Nevada and Arizona. They're mostly desert. But it should be a reminder that the mold that we live with can affect any of us, no matter where we are in the country. And because water is the main ingredient for mold growth, the first step in protecting a home is, of course, waterproofing it. And for waterproofing your house, you know, there are a lot of products available on the market that are going to help you waterproof your house, regardless of where you live. For example, many professional contractors use premium underlayments underneath your roofing material to prevent leaks caused by rain or if you're in a colder state, ice dams. And we like a product called Grace TriFlex 30. It's something that's unrolled and then fastened to the roof. It's very easy to put in place. And remember, no matter where you live, your home is going to be at risk for damage causing mold, regardless of your climate. So it's a good idea to protect your home when and where you can. If you want some more information on these products, you can go to www.graceathome.com. You know, I use that um, Grace TriFlex 30 on uh, the garage. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, tar paper is like tissue paper compared to that stuff. Oh, I know it. It was it. tough. It was, uh, was, was uh, easy to work with. 
once you attached it, it didn't come off. It was great stuff. So I, I would highly recommend that product. Really, really good stuff if you want to keep your house dry. You've got to use a good underlayment, and that's the hot stuff. Well, good news, everyone. You can have Leslie and I in your hip pocket. That's Money right. Money Pit action figures? The Money Pit, not quite. The Money Pit is portable, though. <laughs> you can help yourself to our entire library of Money Pit podcasts. You know, we could add Money Pit action figures to the store, but I don't think anyone would be buying them because they don't come with their own tools. Hey, I have a lot of family members. I bet they'd sell. <laughs> But if you want to kind of take us with you, you can uh, check out our podcast at moneypit.com. You can uh, sync and go. You can take uh, all of the shows with you. They are indexed. They are searchable. You can find just what you need to know at moneypit.com. And best of all, they are free. Ooh, and something else that's free this hour. We're giving a prize away to one lucky caller. We're giving away a set of locks from Master Lock. It's worth $115, and it includes their fantastic Nightwatch deadbolt. And it's the only deadbolt that's designed to keep a burglar from getting inside your home even if they have the key. So it's a great product, great thing to keep you safe, and it could be yours for free, so call in now. one 888 888-666-3974. And please remember to be eligible for a random prize drawing. You have to be willing to ask your question on the air. So, Leslie, speaking of which, who's up next? Listening on 77 WABC, we've got Michael from Huntington. What can we do for you? Yes, I just bought a place in uh, Manhattan. Oh, congratulations. And thank you Yay. very much. A lot more work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Always <laughs> is. Yes. Um, and I was talking to my contractor about putting crown molding up, and he came back with an estimate that I thought was very high. Okay. A small place, it's like 600 square feet. Um, and he said it was going to be over $4,000 to put some crown molding wow. up. Did you pick wow. a very ornate molding or a really um, big one? Actually, I didn't even pick the uh, molding yet, but he said because... At that price, Leslie, he could put any molding he, yeah, he wants in there. <laughs> Um, he said because the ceilings were, were cement. Oh, okay. Um, he would have to do some kind of uh, blocking system. I don't even know what that is. Basically, what he means is he's going to have to attach blocks to the to the uh, upper corners between the ceiling and the wall to give him something to nail to. It's going to be very difficult to put crown molding uh, in a cement surface like that. I mean, it can be done. Crown molding is tricky when you have wood walls and ceilings. When you have cement walls and ceilings, it's, it's even more difficult. So you might want to think about some other type of finish option aside from the crown molding. I mean, it can be done, but it's going to be extensive work. I don't know if, it, I mean, $4,000 still sounds like a whole lot of money to me. Yeah, but, but it's but, something that Michael could probably do himself. You know, if you've got a hammer drill and you've got some tap cons, you can put in those supports. Okay. Yeah, they're basically wood blocks, and they give you something to, to nail to. Uh, cutting and installing crown molding is probably one of the more difficult carpentry jobs. It certainly is not a you know the the first job you want everyone to tackle because you have to 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 cut it. You have to sort of work upside down and backwards, and you have mm -hmm. to sort of think that way as you're putting it up because everyone every corner has a compound angle. Is there a less expensive option um, in terms of somebody was saying like uh, particle board that you, you can glue it up? No, what about the um, quick clips? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, uh, I think it's called focal point. Uh, and they make a system called the Quick Clips Crown Molding System, which basically works on a clipping system where you install the clips and then you snap the molding to it. That's probably an option for you. Or what about a decorating option, Leslie? What about a, a paint treatment? 
What about using some sort of a, a painted border or something of that well, nature? Well, you could paint something. I actually just did a story for House Beautiful in their March issue where I painted a crown molding in a very theatrical sort of styling. And it was very whimsical, but it's darling and it's beautiful. It might not be exactly what you're looking for, but there are other options. You can go with painting a, you know, if the walls, are the walls a drywall? Uh, the walls are drywall, but they're backed by concrete. Because what you could do is, let's say, maybe about six inches down or less from the ceiling, you could attach a very small profile molding, almost like the traditional picture rails that they used to yeah. put in older homes, and then paint that and the area above it the same color as the ceiling, which will also help make the ceiling look taller. And then that could be easy to attach because you're going just, it's since it's so small and not weighty, you could actually just toenail that into the drywall as long as you don't hang anything from it. Right, right, right. Oh, that's that's actually a very good option. Oh, there you go. And it's less expensive than four grand. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Harry in Colorado, what's going on at your house? Well, I just had a couple of questions. I or one question mainly. Um, this is more. Harry, are you boiling water for tea? <laughs> yes, I am actually. No, actually, I. I did have some tea, but I use that to put humidity in my house. Oh, that's interesting. That's your that's your humidifier, your teapot. It is. You know, I got a humidifier, <laughs> and it just don't seem to keep up. We live in a very very well, doesn't dry that climate. doesn't the whistling sound annoy you? <laughs> it does, and I'm going to have to do something about that someday. Right. <laughs> you know, it'll still put humidity in the house if you take the whistler off. All right, you can leave it open. How can we help you with your plumbing question, Harry? Well, I just uh, I live in uh, senior housing, and I just wondered. <clears throat> now I'm very, very careful with my grease. I usually pour it in a in a little can or a jar, and then I dispose of it later. But you know, when you do your dishes and all that stuff, you're going to get some grease down your your drain, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I just wondered if there's an easy way to make sure that that don't collect in there and cause problems. Why don't you take some of that boiling hot water? And pour it down there. <laughs> um, you know, I do do that, as a matter of fact. It does help. Actually, though, um, if you go to Roto-Rooter, they have an excellent product. It's sort of, it's almost an organism in a bottle, and you mix it with warm water, and you pour it down your drains, down your um, bath drains, down your sink once a month, and there's an enzyme in there that's going to eat away at anything, whether it's hair or grease or anything that's going to build up in the drain, and it's totally natural so it's not going to wear and tear on your plumbing system at all do it once a month and it starts to work over time you're not going to see an instant result especially if you have any sort of buildup. but it's going to get rid of everything it's just going to flush things out and it's going to continue to work all through the months and it's not very expensive either cool and, and i can get that from rotorooter mm-hmm. absolutely rotorooter.com harry thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit 888-666-3974 Hey, Money Pit listeners, are you having a hard time kicking off your DIY resolutions? Well, you know where to find some help. You can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always here for you at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. If we're not in the studio when that call comes in, we will call you back the next time we are. Well, you know, a wet climate doesn't have to mean mold in your house. But if you live in a dry place, guess what? You are not necessarily in the clear. Up next, the top states at risk for mold and how to prevent mold in your house. You live in a money pit. Money pit. 
This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by for your calls with your home improvement questions at one money pit The Money Pit, making good homes better. Well, it's time to talk concrete. You know, you're used to seeing concrete on driveways, sidewalks, patios, garage floors. But this material is actually very versatile. It's not just for basements and foundations anymore. There's a lot you can do with it. Yeah, in fact, concrete has quickly become the must-have material for the inside of your house. And you're going to see it popping up as countertops and even floors. But some designers are pushing way beyond the kitchen. So joining us again is Fine Home Building's editor, Kevin Ireton, who is our good friend, with some really innovative uses of concrete that he recently highlighted in his magazine. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for having me on. So let's talk concrete. Now, um, I guess the architect that I'm most familiar with that really turned concrete into an art form was Frank Lloyd Wright. He used to uh, he used to dye it in these floors. He would dye it in the would walls. stamp and it and cast it, it and build furniture out of it and tell you exactly where your couch had to be for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, since then, um, there hasn't been much uh, interest in concrete except for its structural purposes until recently. In the last 10 years, it seems like it's being used for a lot more in the house. What did you guys look at in this article? I think this whole thing kind of took off about, ten, as you say, about 10 years ago when we started seeing lots of countertops. And there were a couple of people in San Francisco, uh, a designer named Futung, Futung Chang and mm-hmm. another guy named Buddy Rhodes, who became these well-known artisans that were doing fabulous countertops with, with concrete. And they started to show up in some of the houses that we've published. And what's so interesting, I think, about something specific, even like a concrete countertop, is that it's totally unique and original to your home. No one else can have the same thing because things are cast locally whenever somebody gets something specific done with concrete like that. So it's truly unique. That's very true. And, and I think it's also something that, you know, that an intrepid do-it-yourselfer can tackle, you know, themselves. And, and make something that's, that's, that's really custom. It's an expression of, them, of themselves. Yeah, underline intrepid do-it-yourselfer. <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah, my first project wouldn't be to do my whole kitchen, you know. Yeah, but, but, yeah I, can, I see the concrete truck now backing up to the kitchen window and the chute coming down right over the sink. That just spells disaster. <laughs> yeah, you want to be careful about that. Well, I mean, seriously, when you build a concrete countertop, what happens is it's actually formed right on top of the cabinets, or is it formed sort of off-site and then lifted and put onto the cabinets like a traditional countertop might be done? Tom, I've seen it done both ways. The, the people who are really masters of it, they form it separately off-site. And one of the reasons that they do that is they do form it upside down. And they'll actually build forms using a, a plastic laminate as the base for the form, a, a melamine because it has such a smooth surface. Yeah, but you can even use other objects to create texture. I know that's been done a lot. That's one of the cool things about, about concrete, is that it'll, it'll take whatever shape is, is in the form. One of my colleagues did a fireplace surround where he used corrugated metal roofing as the form, and he mixed up his concrete and poured it in, and, and so he ended up with this, you know, these undulating panels above his fireplace that look really cool. And weighed Very a ton. Cool. Well, he kept them fairly thin. I mean, he, he didn't, you know, he didn't make them super thick. 
Um, but but still, yeah, they it took it took a couple of people to put them in place, and they had to make sure they were well supported. Now, besides using a, a liquid concrete, so to speak, that is poured and forms in place, I'm also seeing a lot of uses for uh, concrete slabs, almost like as large tiles that are assembled into hearths and furniture and countertops as well. Is that a trend that you guys are watching? Absolutely. And again, I mean, you're exactly right. We started seeing it more and more with floors. And if, if, if you've never seen decorative concrete floors, you know, you, you have to understand they don't look like your basement floor. Oh, gosh, you're, no. They're beautiful. You're, they can look like huge tiles, as you point out, Tom, or, or burnished leather. I mean, the, the, the color is really amazing, and they can have this kind of mottled finish. Right. Um, perfect for, for radiant floors in houses. But, but as you say, it started to you know, it started with counters and floors, but, but now we see people doing, doing sinks, fireplace surrounds, and other architectural elements in their houses. Now, how easy are the colorations of concrete? Because we get so many calls about folks who are interested in acid staining, and I know so many artisans who really have specialized their art into acid staining, but there are so many kits out there for folks to do themselves. So how easy do you really think it is? The pictures that you see published in magazines like ours really are the work of, of artists who have been working at it for years, and you're not going to duplicate their results, you know, first time out or even, you know, first couple of times out. But you can achieve results that are, that are very attractive. Um, and so it's, I think, again, I would encourage people to, to you know, do their research online and then, and then to try, say, a small countertop for a bathroom vanity. Yeah, that's a good point. Start small and work up from there. Kevin Iredon, editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Great info as always. The current issue of Fine Home Building is on newsstands now or at the website at finehomebuilding.com. All right, folks, if you're doing all of the heavy lifting in your kitchen, you're doing something wrong. Find out how to avoid stressing and straining next. Money Pit! So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org universalhome. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universalhome. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now doesn't that feel better? (sighs) April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. 
When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a classic craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. AOL's new real estate site has answers for just about everything a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Um, well, I feel a little strange talking to a website, but I do have a question about wooden siding. I live near a wooded area, and sometimes... Aluminum pie pans. I beg your pardon? Aluminum pie pans. Hang them from your eaves. Scares the bejeevers out of them woodpeckers. Wow, that's what I was thinking. Okay, I have a 60s-style bungalow, and every once in a while... Four-inch retro-style moisture-proof tile in your bath. Lose that wet dog smell. That was weird. Okay, concrete driveway and... Vapor permeable sealer. Makes spills yesterday. Pink paint. Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. It's home repair because we care. Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, if you find yourself in your kitchen and you find that you're always schlepping around something heavy, you're probably ready to throw in that dish towel with all of that kitchen work around the house. Well, there are several things that the folks at AARP suggest to stop giving yourself such an unnecessary and painful workout when doing your chores in the home. If you're tired of carrying pots full of water from the sink to the stove and me the crazy italian i'm always boiling a giant pot of water for pasta and they are heavy let me tell you so what you can do is why not ask your plumber to put in an extra long spray hose right next to your faucet you've already got one there just get a longer hose and then you can fill those pots on the stove where they're going to end up and never ever have to lift that heavy pot again except when the pasta is done but hey halfway there that is a good idea you know have you ever seen also the pot filler faucets Oh, right next to the oven themselves on the stovetop. Yeah, exactly. And they're very, very tall, and they're mounted sort of to the left of where the stove would be, so you can simply drop it right in there. Now, the only thing bad about that is it doesn't come with a drain, so you don't want to miss. But, (laughs) you know, if you don't want to drag the hose across the whole kitchen, you can install a pot filler faucet. These are easy things to do, folks, that as long as you think about it, you know, when you're designing your kitchen, really don't add hardly any cost whatsoever. Another thing that you could think about getting is a, a food waste disposer that will rinse your food waste down the sink 
thing, so you don't have to cart it over to the uh, the trash can. Saves a few steps. They'll cut down on the garbage that you have to haul out to the trash as well. Also, make sure that all of the switches are easy to reach. A few changes like this could really have you sprucing up your kitchen and keep you safe at the same time. If you want more information and more ideas, you can log on to AARP's website at aarp.org forward slash universal home. That's aarp.org slash universal home. And you know what? While the folks at AARP have a fantastic website with lots of tips, so do we on our website, moneypit.com. But you already knew that. And every day there's a new tip of the day and almost all of them are going to help you save money. And who doesn't love that? And also you can search thousands of tips on hundreds of home improvement and home repair topics. All of this, of course, at moneypit.com. And while you're there, shoot us an email with your current do-it-yourself dilemma. You know, we answer a lot of the emails we get personally, and we might even read yours on the air. How about that? Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. If you call right now, you could win the Master Lock Deadbolt set we're giving away. It's worth 115 bucks. It includes the Nightwatch Deadbolt, which is pretty cool because it basically can be installed in about 15 minutes. And once you do that, even if somebody has your key, they cannot get into your and house. When you think about how many people you hand your keys over to, like the car valet at a restaurant or anywhere that you're just sticking your keys down, you never know who's making copies. So call us now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's up next? Steve, you are live on the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Well, I am uh, trying to do a con- concrete staining procedure on my bare concrete floors. I stripped some carpet out. Okay. It's got really old lead paint on it, and I tried using a non-toxic stripper on it, and it did not work, did not take it off. How do you know, Steve, that there's lead paint on it right now? Well, actually, I'm assuming because the house is pretty old, probably 40-something years. Well, it may or it may not be. Now, acid staining for concrete is generally best done on... on the newer the concrete, the better. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's a fairly unpredictable process. What is this floor going to be used for? It's in a living room area in the front of the house, so it will get a fair amount of traffic. Have you considered uh, going with a laminate floor if it's going to be a living room space? You know, regardless of how nice you make it look, uh, painting it or acid staining it, um, it, it would probably be more attractive for an indoor living space by either tiling it or using a laminate floor. You know, laminate floors are, in- are incredibly durable today, and they're very easy to install. If you're looking for a short-term cost-saving solution, you might want to also look into the epoxy floor finishes. There are various types of uh, epoxy paints that include, and some of them have kits where basically you use a cleaner to clean the old floor and then you put the epoxy, and they're usually chemical cured epoxy. There's usually two cans in the kit, a gallon can that has three quarters of a gallon of material in it and a quart of hardener, and you mix them up and you roll them out. And some of them have color flakes and other types of design elements that can be added to them, and that would be... And even, Steve, if you're able to get some of the paint up that's already down there, if it is, in fact, lead-based paint, you're going to need a pro to do it because it could be quite hazardous to your health. You know, the other thing that might be very cool, a lot of times when we talk about patios, we talk about painting rugs on patios. You can actually use stencils to paint what appears to be a throw rug on an outdoor patio. It occurs to me, Leslie, that he could do something very similar and very interesting inside the house using the same technique. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As long as you remember to use highlights and lowlights of the color to actually show dimension and depth, like say if you're doing a tassel, move that stencil over once it's dry and put a brighter color on top of a darker color to show depth and almost make it look dimensional. But again, you're going to need to start with a nice clean surface and make sure you get rid of any paint that's chipping and then prime it and then paint yeah, it. Yeah, the main reason that I wanted to do a concrete staining was to kind of get the natural stone 
texture or look. Look into polished concrete, which is a very heavy resin epoxy type coating on top. As long as you get that concrete down, and you might need a pro to come in and almost power wash that concrete to get whatever's on there off. Part of my problem is that I've already bought all the stain materials, I mean, ah. a, bare, a bare product. Um, so I'm kind of inclined to go ahead and try it. And what I, one thing I was considering was to get a floor sanding machine in there and do a wet sand wet sanding on it, you know, get a hose in there, spray it real lightly with, with some water. Steve, if you're going to do that, um, if you are concerned about lead paint and you abrade that and, and wet that down, you could be creating a big stinking hazard. So if you're going right. to go that route, you've got to have it tested first to make sure you know with what you're dealing with before you start abrading that. So even if it was wet? Yes, because you're now you're going to have a runoff. That water is going to go off somewhere, and yeah. if that leaks, uh, I don't know if you're going to run out your front door or wherever you're going to run it, but, I mean, that gets in the ground. Now the ground is contaminated, so that's potentially a big mess. I would recommend that you keep it very simple here. If you bought the products and they're not open, take them back to the store. I think if you want to have a concrete surface, we've given you a couple of good options. You can have a highly polished concrete surface that has a lot of character to it. You could have one that has a painted finish on it that might appear to be a throw rug. These are very attractive finishes. They're very modern finishes, and they're safe, and they're easy for you to do, and they'll stick within your budget. Steve, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey out there in Money Pit land, you know, a fireplace is a good way to keep warm and save some money on your energy bills. But what's a good way to store the wood so it's nearby and always ready to go? Well, we're going to answer that question next. You live in a Money Pit! This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Making good homes better. Hey, do you want to learn how to save money on your energy bills without spending a dime? We're going to give you some easy ideas in our next e-newsletter. You can easily cut your energy costs by 10 to 50%. And we're going to show you how. And that's coming up in the next edition of the Money Pit's e-newsletter. It's free. If you're not a subscriber, you can sign up right now at moneypit.com. All right, Tom, let's get right to our email questions because some of you prefer to email us your questions and we like to answer those too. The first one we've got is from Jean in Somerville, South Carolina, who writes, we have a fireplace and would like to put a pass-through like the old milk ones for the firewood. Is there any way we can get one of these or is there a way to build one that would be leak-proof and bug-proof? Well, I think it's definitely possible to build one. I've actually never seen a prefabricated one. I bet you can't buy a store-bought one because there's so many different conditions to yeah. how it would have to be shaped and built and materials. And also, although it sounds pretty darn convenient, it sounds to me like it would also be a big energy waster because it would essentially be another hole in your wall. It would be a security issue, so you'd have to be concerned about it being lockable. I, I don't think that I would recommend... Um, a pass-through for firewood. I'd rather see you store the firewood properly outside, Gene, and then bring it in uh, as you need it. Certainly, you could build into your fireplace a recessed area to store it on the inside, but I don't like the idea of doing a pass-through from the outside, even if you could construct one. And when you're storing your firewood outside, remember to keep it away from your home structure itself. You never want to stack your firewood right against your house because it's an excellent place for bugs, whether they're insects or mice or rats, whatever you've got outside to sort of hide in there, and then they come right into your house. They burrow their way in there. So keep it away, keep it dry, keep it covered, and 
keep it up off the ground, and you'll be really happy and ready to use it when you need it. Al from North Charleston, South Carolina says, I just put on a new shingle roof on our single-story duplex six months ago. We have very large pine trees in the backyard, and pine straw is piling up on the roof. How damaging can the straw be? Do I need to clear it off periodically? Um, Hal, my answer would be, I don't think it's any, it's, it's damaging whatsoever. Uh, there's, it's not really going to impact your roof except in a cosmetic way. And if that's the case, you could probably clean the roof. Yeah, it's probably really easy, especially if you can get up there just to sweep it away and just periodically do that. And maybe while you're up there, take advantage of cleaning your gutters. This way you're not dealing with the big buildup seasonally. The only thing I'd be concerned of is if they sort of get, um, uh, sappy and then sort of stick to the shingle itself. Yeah, but even if even if that happens, I don't think it's going to impact the shingle except in a cosmetic way. Exactly. It's not going to cause any shortening of your roof life. Your roofs very often get dirty, Hal, but that, that, that dirtiness, it's usually moss or other tree droppings that get on there, has really no effect on their longevity whatsoever. You know, we have a super large pine tree in our backyard, and every time after I do the yard work, about five minutes later, that yard is covered in pine needles. I always love it when it's done shedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been around probably since the 1600s. Wood frame houses are still the most common type of construction, but there are better alternatives out there, and Leslie has a lowdown in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. All right, so if you're building a new home, there's one key to its longevity and appearance. The frame of a house provides support and a base for outer layers. This is going to include the foundation, the floor joists, wall studs, beams, and the rafters. And while wood framing is most common, new advances in technology have made steel framing or even concrete forms a popular alternative. So before digging in, talk to your architect about which material best suits your geographic and your design needs. You'd be surprised what might work for you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up next week, going green is the big buzz right now. From everything to the organic food we eat, to cleaning products that we use in our homes. But on the next edition of the Money Pit, we're going to tell you how to separate the hype from what's best for your family. Find out how to go green in a good way next week on the program. I'm Tom Kreitler, and I'm Lester Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.